Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. I'm Stacey Blackwood, here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing today, man? Doing good, buddy. How about y'all? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, well, we just wanted to get back with y'all and kind of do a dedicated to just Alabama and uh, kind of talk about, too, uh, what, what can we expect from Jalen moving on this season and also some improvements that we think the team needs to make heading into the rest of the season. So, Jake, if you want to start out, you know, kind of what's your thoughts on Tua and uh, what do you see from him this upcoming season? Well, you know, uh, the uh, updated Heisman odds come out uh, just a couple of days ago and he was at the top. Um, I mean, to be a sophomore and has only played in pretty much – a game and a half, you could say, right. to be a Heisman candidate, that's, you know, noteworthy. The only thing that, that concerns me about that is if Alabama's offense clicks like we think they can and they have – I mean, they put up 40, 50 points a game, he might not be playing any in the second half, depending on what it is. Right. So, that's going to hurt him, I believe. But, you know, Tua, he – you know, we talked about it. He he's a stud, and and I believe you know I hate it for Jalen, but but he has earned you know the starting position, and I think going forward, it's only going to help Alabama have him starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't see any way to losing the job because he's just his control of the offense is really the whole team just seems to be more alive and to feed off of Tua when he's in the yeah. game. You know, just the couple series that Jalen was in, the team just looked lethargic. Yeah, they did. But but when two was in there, everybody had a pep in their step, and you know they were they were ready to go. Yeah. And uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with Tua's ability to distribute the ball. You know, we talked about in the podcast the other day of, of how how well he distributed the ball and how he gave the ball to multiple receivers and multiple backs touched the ball and. Uh, his ball distribution is really what sets him apart. He he just finds the guy that's open. Yeah. And, you know, that's – with a team like Alabama who has so many weapons, who, who, can, who can make big plays, being able to distribute the ball is very important. It is. The, uh, in the first game, Alabama had uh, one, two, three, four, five – five players with two or more catches in the game. Yeah. So the distribution was there. You know, and we only threw the ball a, a total of uh, 26 times as a team. Yeah. That includes the nine attempts by Jalen and the one attempt by Mac Jones. But but uh, two average 14.2 yards of com- completion. So uh, – <laughs> I mean that's 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 big numbers. His QBR was ninety nine point one. He's just he's just special. We said that in the, in the podcast the other day. Yeah. And uh, you know the the scary part is is that with playing time and experience, he's just going to get better. He, he will. And as far as Jalen goes, you know it's he's not chopped liver. I really hate it for him. He seems like a good kid. He seems like he he is about the team. That he's not about himself. And him and Tua seem to get along well. And, you know, Saban mentioned something in his press conference the other day that was very interesting where he said that, you know, they they were going to use Jalen's 
well, I forget how he worded, you know, pretty much saying they would use his ability where they could to help the team. Yeah. So I don't know if that means a possible position move for Jalen or, or what that might entail for the season to come. You know, they asked Saban about the, uh, the possibility of only playing him uh, four or less games due to the new uh, red shirting rule that they have. And, mm-hmm. you know, he said he wasn't even considering that, that, that that's not best for his team. And, you know, at, at first, like everybody else, I thought, and, you know, the best thing to do would be just play him in four or less games. That way he could red shirt and have two more years of eligibility left. Right. But, the more I think about it, you know, right now Jalen is our number two guy. You can't afford not to have him prepared to play in every game. That's right. So you can't even think that way for the head coach. You ha- you have to you have to have the mindset that, well, Jalen, there's a possibility that Jalen's going to play in every game. Yeah. And and you know it, it the first series of the game, Tua threw that touchdown pass yep. and was hit low and laid on the ground for a couple minutes, and in my mind I'm thinking. Man, Jalen's gonna have to play regardless. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that just goes to show that you're really just one play away from Jalen being the starter again. Yeah. So I, I don't see any way of Jalen playing in four or less games. I don't, you know, and Saban even shut that down the other day. I, I just don't see how that's a possibility yeah. at this point. I agree. But uh, I do see, you know, possibility of Jalen getting in some packages and. But you know, does does Alabama want to do that? Do they want to disrupt the flow of Tua at quarterback? Because it just seems like when he's in there, they're about unstoppable. Yeah, they are. I mean, it, it's it it was unbelievable the clinic they put on, in in the first game of the season against Louisville. I'm anxious to see how they fare against Arkansas State. You know, and Saban said it tonight, and his and uh, hey coach, where uh, he thinks the fans might be underestimating Arkansas State. They have a really good team. Their quarterback will probably be playing on Sunday. Yes, you're right. So, so they Alabama's defense better be prepared. You know, you don't want to go into this game thinking that you've already got it won, and then you go in at halftime and you've barely got a lead. You're not playing well, and and you you don't want that in the, this early on in the season against a team like Arkansas State. You know, they've won their conference two out of the last three years. Mm-hmm. They got a good chance of winning it again this year, so uh, they, Alabama better be ready. And I'm anxious to see uh, how how we play. If if Alabama does get a good lead, you know, are they going to let Mac Jones? I mean, I know they let him play last week, but they, they didn't let him throw. Yeah. What I like to see when we when we put in our young guys is I want to see Alabama run Alabama's offense. I don't want to see them just turn around and hand the ball to running back. Exactly. I mean, Jake, they could put me or you in at quarterback and do that. Exactly. Let let the kid play football. Right. I, I, that's, I know Saban don't want to run up the score, but, I mean, you're playing your third-string quarterback. If you can't stop him, then, oh, well, I mean, yeah. tough. <laughs> tough. But uh, what's your thoughts on the upcoming game? Um, I'm saying here, um, you know, studying earlier, um, Arkansas State, that Justin Hanson, the quarterback, mm-hmm. he went 26 of 36 for 423 yards and six touchdown passes. Wow. Yeah, he had a very good game. They they played Southeast Missouri State. I mean, a pretty much a nobody, but I mean, right. but 
you know, that passing attack and, and with a weak secondary, you know, not a weak secondary, but a young secondary, you know, mm-hmm. that might give us a fit. Um, for, especially early on. Yeah, especially, you know, early on, maybe a quarter, quarter and a half until Saban probably finally gets into his, you know, less into him and finally says, hey, go out there and do your jobs and, and this will stop. And, and I think they'll do that. But but they have a good balance uh, on offense. Uh, but, you know, it's it, – it, it don't really feel like a trap game, but it could be because we got Ole Miss next week. But, um, I mean, it I, I, I think Alabama's going to win and probably win big. But, um, you know, it, it just has – you know, it has the potential to, like you said, we're going to have time, barely have a lead. But the second half, you know, you know, Saban's good about, you know, halftime adjustments, getting his guys back in rhythm. And, you know, that that's when Alabama come, comes out. Especially, you know, we'll talk about here uh, later about improvements. But, you know, Alabama really don't play up to their competition. And, that kind of laws against smaller schools, you know. So, they they I think they only have a good week of practice, but they they got to they got to improve on that. Yeah, well, the line is Alabama by thirty six and a half. I don't know that they will cover that spread. No. That's that's a big number, even against a team like Arkansas State. But I, I can see it being closed for maybe the first few series, but. I think Alabama just has too much firepower. Alabama can probably name their score on offense. Yeah. But I could see Arkansas State getting a couple scores on Alabama in the game with their passing attack and their quarterback against the young secondary of Alabama. Uh, but as far as improvements for Alabama, uh, obviously the only thing that, that really worries me about Alabama is, is their depth yeah. at linebacker. You know, when Terrell Lewis went down again, I, I hate it for that kid. That kid is just waiting to bust onto the scene. Oh, yeah. I'm, you're talking about a guy that's 6'5", 6'6", about 258 pounds. You know, he looks like a Greek god. Yeah. When, when he's out there, his arms are, are long. He's he's athletic. And I, I just hate that he can't, can't be out there right now. So when you lose a guy like that, that's big shoes to fill. And really, they're, they're going to have two freshmen that play those roles. Yeah. And, so the depth on the, in the linebacking core is something to to keep an eye on if any more injuries occur. And and one thing is the inside linebackers. You know, other than Dylan Moses or and Mac Wilson, there's really no experience mm-hmm. in the middle linebacker. Josh McMillan got to play a lot last week, and Markel Benton played some too. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest reason Mac Wilson didn't go back in in the second half when he got injured. Is just so McMillan and, and Benton could get some playing time inside yeah. in case something does happen. That's right. To build build on experience and and one thing I did notice watching the game again last night is is uh, McMillan he, he knew where to be but he, he missed a couple tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean he was there but he 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 missed a couple tackles. Benton was Benton was pretty much in position, but you know that is that is got to learn now now uh, McMillan's played some before last year he played in some reserve roles but. Uh, uh, he's a red shirt sophomore now. Benton's a red shirt freshman. Uh, so it, it, I'm anxious to see how the linebackers come together and how all that works out. But uh, the secondary obviously is uh is probably the 
biggest problem on defense. Uh, And we say problem. First of all, Alabama fans are spoiled. We're spoiled. (laughs) Uh, 90% of the other teams in college football would take what we have in the secondary right now. So, and it's really just more about experience. We know they're talented. Exactly. I mean, all of them are four or five star players. So, we know they're talented. It's just getting that experience in, knowing where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, and then making the play when you're there. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, Deontay Thompson play well. I mean, he was one of the highest-rated defensive players in the country last week. He he was all over the field. He did miss a tackle or two, and a lot of that had to do he – was, he was flying in aggressively, and he, he would lower his head a little bit and uh, – he would lose sight of the offensive player, so he, he whiffed on a couple tackles. But but he, he's he's a really talented player. Shaheen Carter's he, he played a good bit last year, so he's got some experience. But other than that, you know, Diggs he's he's went back and forth from offense to defense. He played defense last year, but you know he was injured some. Yeah. But he does seem to be one of the alpha dogs back there in the secondary. And uh, it, the thing that I do like about all these guys is they, they seem like they are willing to hit. All, both corners, they, they are flying to the ball. But, you know, they're all good size. Yeah. I mean, uh, Trayvon Diggs is 6'2", 199. Wow. Sertain Jr. is 6'2", 202. Uh, Shaheem Carter is 6'195". And, you know, uh, Deontay Thompson is 6'2", 196. So they're long, athletic guys that are willing to come up and, and hit you when you got the ball, and uh, that that's very good to see from your defensive backs. Yes. Uh, I like the defensive line. I'd like to have a little more depth on the defensive line. But if Quentin Williams, Raquan Davis, and uh, see who's the other guy playing down there, uh, Bugs. Bugs. If they st- if they stay healthy, I mean it's it's lights out because all three of them guys are are NFL players. Yes. And LeBron Ray played a lot the other night. He's a he's a true sophomore from Madison. He's six five, two ninety four, and when he got there, he was about two sixty five. So he's he's already bulked up a good bit. He's a good looking athlete, young guy who who's going to provide depth this year. Uh, we did see a lot of uh, some of the uh, of the big junior college nose guard from California. I'm not even going to try to say his name. <laughs> Tavita Tavita Musica. <laughs> Being number ninety one at six one three thirty eight, he played some. Johnny DeWitt's a, a red shirt senior who's been around the program. Maybe not the most talented guy, but he knows where he's supposed to be and he, he can make plays for you. Yes. So there there is talent there. Uh, it's just a matter of of of, um, of you know providing that experience or getting that experience to provide that depth. And another player I want to mention is a uh, Fedarian Mathis. He played a good bit. Uh, he was he's Quentin Williams backup at the nose guard position. He's a redshirt freshman from Louisiana at six four three ten. I think he has a chance to be a really good player, but he's green. He's got a lot of growing up to do. Not not so much physically because, like I said, he's already six four three ten. But you know, just just learning what he's supposed to do and uh, keeping good uh, gap integrity. And he's uh, I think he's going to be a really good player. What what you noticed most on that defensive line in that first game was the ability of all three guys to get penetration in the backfield and get tackles for loss. Oh yes, and and I think that's big. It's, it helps our young secondary. It helps our linebackers who are not quite as experienced as we've had. Uh, 
so I really like our defensive line, like everybody else does. They're they're really talented, and uh, but the the improvements to me is kicking game. Yes, and and all, that is field goal kicking. I don't know what kind of curse album has, but man, <laughs> they cannot find a kicker. They can't. I don't under I don't understand it. The the kid missed an extra point. He missed a field goal. I just. I mean, I I think if I practice for a week, it'd be hard for me to miss an extra point. Right. Uh, and I know it's it's different not having the pressure on me, but <laughs> I, I don't know what what the deal is with them not being able to find the kicker. But to me, that's the area improvement that Alabama needs to work on the most is is the kicking game, and that includes punting. I think we got a good young punter, but he's green. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any experience. Scouted along, he's really talented. He's got a big leg. Saban said he really needs to work on his directional kicking. That was something that J.K. Scott was just masterful at. I mean, he, he'll probably be in the pros for 20 years kicking. So that's that's the area of the team that I think needs the most improvement is the kicking game and most specifically the field goal kicking and, and the punting. But I think the punting will get there relatively quickly, and I don't, I'm not sure we'll have to punt it a whole lot anyway. Right. What's your thoughts, bud? Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, we kind of got, uh, you know, used to seeing J.K. Scott back there kick the ball. You knew he was – if we was down at the 20-yard line, we didn't move the ball last year, he could he could punt it to the 10-yard line on the opposite side and put him in bad field position. I mean, he was a stud punter. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, the the kicking game has uh, got to improve. And I want to touch on the linebackers again. You don't really want to – you know, you really don't like to – to say people are injury prone, but you got to remember Wilson and Jennings both got injured last year and they're both starters. So, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, the depth's going to come back into play. If one of them goes down, here we go again, you know, and, you know, talking about a curse, seems like we got a curse on linebackers too, because, you know, we can't keep them healthy. That's a good point. And, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, you look at, I mean, Alabama has a number one recruiting class every year, and we cannot get a kicker, and I, I don't understand why. But, um, you know, I I think with Tua, you know, I think most of the time we're going to score touchdowns with Tua. Uh, there might be a couple of series where we get stopped, and, and it might come down to, to – I mean, when you start playing Mississippi State, Auburn, and if we get that – you know, get past them and get to that potential game – you got to have a good kicker just in case there's a game late. We've got to get a field goal, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, Tua, I'm going to go back to Tua for a second. You know, when he throws the ball, he throws it in stride with the receiver. He can keep running. Jake, when mm-hmm. he throws it, he just – the receiver has to either come back to it or stop his momentum. And that's the that's one difference that I see in, in you know, in the two. But – uh, Jalen, he uh, I, he he's not an NFL type quarterback. He's not going to no. be a quarterback. I wish he would, you know, he would take another position like either an H back or a, a slot receiver. I mean, his speed and his athleticism would be good in one of them two positions. But you know, it's it's going to be a fun year. Um, you know, like I said, the you know LSU, Mississippi State. I'm not going to count out A and M, and Auburn is probably going to be 
you know, our toughest. I'm not really not going to count on Ole Miss either. Um, they look good their first game too, but um, their defense is pretty bad. Though. It is. It is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Big Twelve don't don't play defense, so you know they scored forty. I think forty seven on Texas Tech. Right. But you know, it's the the defense is bad. But I think I, I think it is at Ole Miss this year. Am I not mistaken? It it, it, is, it is. So, but. The, the the tougher game is going to be LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn, and if we get that far, the SEC championship game either with Georgia or like you picked last or in the last podcast, South Carolina. So, right. But yeah, it's uh it's going to be a fun year, and I'm I'm ready for it. Me too. I'm 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 excited about Saturday. I know a lot of people don't get real fired up about Arkansas State, but I get fired up about every game because every game matters exactly. And, and I and I'm, I hate to sound like Coach Saban, but right now the only game that matters is Arkansas State because if Alabama loses to Arkansas State, I mean, <laughs> you can just about kiss the playoff goodbye unless they run the table and won the SEC, they might get a pass. Exactly. It's hard to recover to, from a loss to uh, <laughs> Arkansas State. It is. And, you know, uh, Troy went into Baton Rouge and beat – LSU last year, yeah. so I mean, it's not like this is some kind of cupcake. Yeah, but I think Alabama does, you know, get the win. I don't know if they cover the spread or not, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm still at the beach. I got sunburned today really bad, <laughs> and I'm tired. So I think that's going to be about it for today. And uh, we'll probably get back with you early next week to recap this weekend's games, and we look forward to doing that. Uh, this is the Double Coverage Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all.